Welcome to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Our show is all about the exciting world of real estate, and in particular, how it relates to the lucrative New York market. But if you're not planning a real estate transaction in New York, we still have plenty of information that you can use no matter where you are. Now, here's your host, Vince Rocco. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the program. We are live from Blast Off Productions here in New York City, and you are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate. At this hour, when pursuing New York City real estate listings, you will see a lot of beautiful and high-priced apartments decorated with beautiful and high-priced furnishings. While you may not be able to afford that multi-million dollar condo or anything in it, it is possible to steal a bit of that high style with the purchase of one or two chic on-trend pieces for your own place. You can add a pleasantly appointed room in any apartment that would not bust most New York New Yorkers' budget and see how elegant the room can become. How do you do that? We're going to tell you about it. We'll talk about it also at this hour. You, If you are selling your co-op and you've listed it with a broker and it's on all the best real estate sites, you've held several open houses and private viewings, you've managed to get uh, multiple acceptable offers. That's the good news. But as any co-op dweller knows, this can be like throwing darts while blindfolded, hoping just one gets caught or even close to the bullseye. Only one thing left to do, and that's to choose the right buyer who is most likely to pass the board interview. How do you do this? Not easy, but we'll tell you how we work with sellers throughout the process to get them sold and closed. That's the most important part. But first, I'd like to welcome my listeners in the United States and around the world. I'm Vince Rocco, and you're listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate. In the news this morning, the sun is shining brightly on the brand new facade at 111 Leroy Street. Major progress has been made since Yimby last looked as the townhouse and condo complex finally has their skin. The project is be- is bringing nine condos and five modern townhouses to the area. This will further expand to the West Village's classic low-rise and high-end housing closer to the water workshop. APD Architect is responsible for the design. Construction of the 29-story hotel at 461 West 34th Street has long been topped out, and now the facade is fully completed with interior work also nearing the finish line. Mark's Development Group is responsible for the development. Imminently, the 312-foot-tall structure will add 399 hotel rooms to the Hudson Yards neighborhood under the Courtyard Hotel brand. On the street level, the retail space will help activate the corner location. The spot is soon to be in extreme demand as it serves the burgeoning Hudson Yards office and housing markets. Fortis Property Group has launched sales for Five River Park, the first property to arrive on the heels of the billion-dollar River Park redevelopment plan in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. The new property offers 25 condominiums ranging in size from one to four bedrooms, Price from $1.15 million to over $7 million. The homes within Five River Park will feature antique-style white oak flooring, oversized windows to facilitate the flow of natural light, and custom stone and millwork treatments in residential kitchens, bathrooms, and living spaces. Many of the homes will also include a built-in wet bar and a sub-zero wine storage, uh, as well as private outdoor spaces and balconies. Currently nearing the 100, uh, I'm sorry, the 1,100-foot elevation mark above West 57th Street, Central Park Tower is well on its way to its 1,550-foot pinnacle above the Midtown Skyline and Billionaires Row. Now the Adrian Smith and Gordon Gill Design Tower at 217 West 57th Street has officially launched sales of the 179 units that will begin on the 32nd floor and conclude with a triplex penthouse spanning over 17,000 square feet. Sales are being handled by Extel's 
in-house team. Anybody know what the sale of that sale price of that um, penthouse is going to be? Is that the two hundred million dollar one? No. No. There are several penthouses there. Well, this one in particular, at seventeen thousand square feet. I can't get over it. Anyway, finally, ten fifty nine Third Avenue is climbing steadily towards its four hundred eighty one foot and 30-story pinnacle on the Upper East Side, a milestone that is more likely to be reached before the end of the year. The 127,000-square-foot building is designed by Manuel Glass Architects and developed by Real Estate Invalid and Third Palm Capital. The building has crossed the halfway mark and now has about five floors left before construction workers reach the top. 103,900 square feet will go towards the 38 condominiums that start on the sixth floor and average around 2,700 square feet apiece. 7,100 square feet will be used for office space on the second floor, while a hospital facility will take up around 9,700 square feet on the third and fourth floors. Amenities for 1059 3rd uh, include a fitness center, a spa, and a residential lounge. When finished, 1059 3rd will be one of the tallest skyscrapers on the Upper East Side. Completion of the entire project is expected in the latter half of 2019. And I'm excited to be selling that project when complete. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, Ben. Who, who, who is right? Thanks. Anyway, they're the developers of Claire. Um, anyway, okay. so with me today we have uh, Tracy Hammersley from Douglas Elliman, Matthew Cohen from Core Real Estate, Sean McPeak from Halstead Real Estate, and Anna Shagaloff from Halstead Real Estate. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. That's the name morning. of Miss Anna. <laughs> Thank you, Austin Powers. Exactly. We want to say a sh- give a shout out to Ken Davenport, by the way, yes. the big, oh, big time yes. producer you, on Broadway, who was a guest here not too long ago. We saw on this island last Amazing. night. Amazing. 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 Yes, Fantastic show. I just want to like jump in the pit and start. I was up <laughs> after midnight <laughs> looking through the playbill and reading everybody's yeah. bios, and I was like, wow. Dancing wow. with Jet. Dancing <laughs> with Jet. <laughs> she was snoozing, by the way. But it was just such a fun-filled, very, very kind of sad, kind of happy, kind of, you know, Uplifting, at Uplifting. The incredible talent, amazing venue at Circle in the Square Theater. It's so oh, perfect and intimate, that. and really, yeah. we felt like we were on that I island. Once on this island. there years and years yeah. ago, and I can't remember what it was. I saw the spelling bee. <laughs> there no, one time, I but the, yeah. I was going to say you have to admit that Alex Newell steals the show. Oh, he's amazing. Oh God, he's amazing. I'm watching the show and I'm like, I know that face. Yeah. And I'm like one of those weird people with faces. Yeah. I always kind you, of get it spot I zone on. in and I figure it out. And I'm like, wait, that's not a she. That's a he. She said, and I'm like, he's amazing. Amazing. Well, I woke up this morning, you know, that's the reason I saw her sleep on it. And the first person I thought about is him, yeah. her. Uh, uh, we were huge Glee fans. Yes, yeah. yes. But he, he was fantastic. Huge. Oh, my God. He made Glee. Yeah. I mean, it, not made it, but he was great. Well, this is now going to be theater discussion yeah. show, so <laughs> buckle up, guys. Just kidding. It's not really real estate hey, today. Hey, it's open mic today, by the way, at the end of the show, so let's let's be prepared. Back to the that. theater. Back, Back to the theater. Yourself. Back to the theater. All right. Anyway, under the current complicated property tax system, uh, uh, which uses fractional or percentages assessments, uh, assessments, rather, uh, homeowners in some neighborhoods are paying much more in taxes than those uh, who own similar properties in other neighborhoods. Under the property tax reform, homeowners with valuable properties, for example, in Park Slope, might be the most affected, with 98% of them paying $11,000 more than they currently do, according to the New York Post. This could happen if city homeowners start paying taxes <clears throat> 100% of the assessed value rather than, than on the current 45% 
that they've been using. That's gonna be, again, that's going to fly. Is, no is de Blasio going to raise taxes there's on himself? There's no way. Well, right? It, it, that's, point. Well, that's extreme. Yeah. Well, anyway. I mean, there's he, a lot of extreme things happening in this world right now, but that's ridiculous. That's extreme Agreed. because now you're going to be jumping up greater than 50% of what you're used to paying. New York City Finance Commissioner Martha Stark, a, a Park Slope resident herself, says... No such plan is now in the works, but these possibilities um, are some of the calculations and statistics that will provide insight for the New York City Advisory Commission on property tax reform, which is now meeting uh, to come up with a roadmap for the property tax plan. This according to the post. Again, fractional assessment refers to assessing properties (coughs) at less than the market value of the home. So we're talking primarily uh, townhouses in Park Slope in this particular example, but that applies here in Manhattan. It applies anywhere where you have private homes versus apartments. So, you know, how is this going to affect the homeowner in Park Slope, for example, who have has owned their home for 20 years, 25 years? Is that a most, fixed income or living retirement? Uh-huh. Correct. Yeah. yeah, it might create more inventory. Yeah, but then who's going to buy that? That's... I mean, that's that's I mean, insane. Gentrifier, like, insane to get your, you know, more wealthy people. I mean, there's a lot of people that are forced to sell their apartments when their tax payments expire. Right, true. Uh, right. Like 60 Broadway in Williamsburg is a good example. A lot of people had to bail. But to be on assessed on 100%, yeah. I mean, but, that's, but this that's is a huge sucks. difference. This is a little different, though, because, you know, when you buy in a, in a, an apartment or a condo with a, with a tax abatement, you kind of sort of know that there's in 10 step years. There's yeah. a step But these people, for example, have owned these homes for a very, very long time. As you say, They should Tracy, be grandfathered, at least. Well, yeah. they should be, yeah. but that's part of what their discussion is, but I don't know how that's going to work out. But going from 45% of an assessment to 100% assessment. And it still won't God fix knows. the subways. Right. <laughs> well, who who makes the decision on that, Vince? Who who is the final word on that? The, to go to the, right the uh, New York City Advisory Commission on the property tax situation out there. So there's a whole commission put in place to come up with a plan to either keep it at 45 percent, raise it to 100 percent, or possibly somewhere in between. Yeah. I mean, uh, my my business partner and I deal with a townhouse up on 74th Street between Columbus and um, Central Park. And when they bought, we sold them the house, I don't know, three years ago, a very, very expensive house at the time. You know, the taxes were 90-something thousand dollars per year. They are now currently at $120,000 oh per year. God. And you're talking about real estate taxes. We're not talking about, I mean, you know. people, people complain they move to Westchester <clears throat> or out of the city where the taxes are really high and they complain about it. But then they have the schools and they have the free camps and then they have... You know, they have other things things that subsidize it. And here, we don't get any of that. We just pay. And you don't even get your sidewalk cleaned in front of a brownstone, by the way, because that's your personal property, sidewalk included. So you need to hire somebody to take care of it. You get to live in Manhattan. And then can we can we just can I just <laughs> say something? Put a value on that though, Anna. Right. Well, <laughs> that, it's invaluable. But what about this ridiculous one million dollar mansion tax? Now I defy I mean, you to find a mansion even in East Harlem that you can get for a million dollars. Can we talk about the fact that it should not be on a million dollar property? No, it should it's not. Insane. Be. Well, Since we're jumping to open mic, though, I will just say, <laughs> <surprise>. <laughs> um, you know, there was discussion. I think now is almost two years ago of putting an extra one point seven five percent for anything over two million, and then an extra five percent mansion tax yes. for five million or above which right. would kill that luxury Crush sales us. market. Yeah. And thankfully, that has gone the way of the dodo, I think. so. Well, I mean, I... One, I 1% doesn't seem so terrible. I, I do remember that. It's like a one-bedroom. Well, everything is now mansion tax. Yeah. You know, was, when I first started the business, and, you know, if you were in, involved in a transaction that had a mansion tax, it was like, whoa, you know, you, you're selling a big, very right. expensive apartment. Yeah. Not that many. I mean, my first sale, I think I mentioned this last night at the show, was like $299,000, right? 236 you have me beat. Exactly. <laughs> so you're not paying mansion tax anywhere near on that price, right? So right. if you sold a million-dollar property, and there weren't that many million-dollar properties back in those days, 
I mean, you're talking some, but yeah, today everybody has to pay that. Well, let's and say it, it's ten thousand dollars. If you're spending that much money, it's really not. That buyer pool, I find, complains more about the mortgage tax. Just well, that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, I don't get well, that. It's more like two percent. I get, I get a lot of. I get the. I'll. I won't go above nine nine nine. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Come on. And by the way, it's got to be like nine eighty nine to to. If it's new construction, nine eighty five if it's new construction with the transfer taxes. Right. So yeah. quickly before a break, you know, how do you how do you how do you assess property? It's it's done in three ways. One is market approach. Second one is cost approach. And the third one is income approach. So for market approach, the assessor compares property to similar properties that have recently sold. Cost approach, an assessor calculates a cost to replace the structure with a similar one using today's labor and material costs and prices. And the third income approach, the assessor analyzes how much income a property such as an apartment building will produce if rented. So if it's a multifamily house, if you're collecting rent, that all goes into the calculation of how much you as the owner of that building or property should pay in overall taxes. So with that, we'll take a break. This is Good Morning New York on the Voice America Variety Channel. We will be right back after these messages. Don't go away. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. It's not easy to make it big in New York City. It's even harder to sustain that success for decades. However, two teams have defied those odds due to their formulas for success. Both have all-star rosters performing at the top of their game. Each have an undying commitment to greatness, a willingness to evolve, superior training programs, and ownership that invests heavily in their products. It only seemed natural for the world's most valuable sports brand to partner with Halstead, a market leader in the New York metro area, and now proudly serving as the official luxury real estate firm of the New York Yankees. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. We have Tracy Hammersley, Matthew Cohen, Sean McPeak, 
And Anna Shagalov, we have a nice manageable crowd today, mm-hmm. isn't that something? Manageable. <laughs> I've never been called out before. <laughs> intimate. <laughs> intimate. Intimate. Right. We've been called yes. intimate before. Uh-huh. Room in the studio, you know, agents. It is nice. Agents yeah. who know us all text me sometimes after they see the posts on social media about you know all of our show pictures uh-huh. or whatever. How the hell do you all fit in that studio? All those big personalities. Yeah, right. Personality-wise and just you know people-wise, yeah. I'm like, well, you know what. We sort of make it work. We love each other. Anyway, right now, because New York City is a buyer's market, potential buyers are much more selective about the apartment and the building they will ultimately choose to live in. This is kind of, I don't know about the story. Sellers know they need to spruce up their apartment before selling and price it right in a buyer's market, but buildings themselves can play a role in the sale as well. Because buyers aren't really feeling any urgency these days to buy, it's important now more than ever to make sure your entire building stands out among the crowd. This according to Christopher Cromer, Cromer from Holstead, who was just um, uh, quoted in the uh, Real Deal, I believe. You know, and and, and my 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 question to you all is why is a building as important as the apartment itself number one in, in a buyer's market right because we always say to people you have to love the apartment you need to want the apartment buy the apartment that should come first but second my question is how if the building is not really up to snuff how do you make that building management get it ready for you to sell your apartment i don't get it they're not gonna they're not gonna customize their building for you and your no. sale although they should do it for their for their owners but the the issue is that there's options. You can find a nice apartment in a nice building. Well, right. That's I mean, what I was thinking when I was reading the story. If you don't like the building, just move on and find something else. Right? And just in general, in a buyer's market, buyers get m- more picky. They get they right. get you know much more yeah. specific, they and they and they look at every single detail, and you know it, they look very carefully, especially at bigger buildings, of what is selling and the numbers that they're selling at. Like, God forbid, in this market, someone comes you know on a lower floor at a higher number. Like, it's very you just have to be very careful about it if you're the seller, but especially in new development buildings. In a buyer, I th- I I feel like in a buyer's market, buyers will look more at new development because it's more in their wheelhouse price wise. Um, well, the expectations is they're going to get a discount too. I mean, right, right. And yeah, when they won't have to do the sponsor fees, but then they really look at the building carefully because they want to see the history of the developer and they want to make sure that everything you know crosses T's and dots out. But I remember when I first um, started in the business, and I, I don't think it was a buyer's market my first year or two in the business, but I mean, I, I remember clients saying to me, I don't really like the lobby. Yeah. You don't live in the lobby. Well, that was my lobby. famous you line. You don't, because right. people used to say that to me back when, and I'd be like, "Well, you're not living in the lobby. I mean, why? You know, it, all right, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Fine, we'll just move on." But it's really more. It should be more about the apartment. And again, I go back to I don't know how a building can spruce up stuff that needs to happen just because you or a few people in the building are selling. Move on to the next building. But Matt, your point is correct, though. In, in these, in these, in these trying times as buyers out there these days trying to buy something, they get really, really picky. But you know, they're, they're And not I think wrong. there's more to it than just being, eh, I don't like the building, I don't like right. this. I think there's a lot more to it. And control, they have the power, they can say yay or nay. Mm-hmm. It could also bode that, you know, so to Matt's point about new construction, you know, it's, it should be new, beautiful, pristine, perfect. If you're going into a building, you don't like the lobby, maybe there's going to be an assessment that's going to come on you as a new buyer. So you are... As and a listen, a lot of these modern, these new building, these new condo buildings are all very modern. So either it, that is your taste yes, or it's not is, your taste. Yeah. So it's all brand new and pristine, but you may not like that type of architecture. So there's always... Something I love those old uh, loft buildings in Soho oh. where you walk in and the lobby is like 
and then you go in the elevator love. and you walk That's into insane. this massive stunning loft love, love, i love that contrast love. i think it's so i cool. think it's that's for super low-key and understated yeah. and then I'll anything that's eyes. too shiny in an apartment building or too much glass is like okay not for vince Rock. yeah I, there's too much uh-huh. of it now Ugh, way too much of it. My my new thing though is I prefer less of a lobby and more of a courtyard. Like you ever go to 15 yeah. CPW yeah. or 70 yeah. Bashi and you walk into the or courtyard the and you're like, I'm living luxury. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 15 CPW like where they city. follow exactly. you around. Oh, he's a broker. Make sure you sit in the mailroom. Can't wait out here. Seward Park is the Lower East Side version of that. Not nearly as fancy, but really kind of cool to walk into like all these gardens. And I love that. I love yeah, that. I love Absolutely. It. How That's long have you been there? And anyway, moving on. So how do you keep your clients loyal in this business? And again, we keep going back to the buyer's market where they're they're kind of, you know, in angst about everything. So maybe they're not going to be so loyal to all of us uh, at certain times. But what do we do as agents who have been in the business for a long time, successful in our businesses? How do we keep these clients of our sellers and buyers, renters, um, loyal? One thing is consistency. Uh, honesty and transparency. Uh, delivering, delivering news that... Um, you know, may not help your bank account, but you're being honest, being honest and transparent with them about the market or an apartment. Uh, I think that is how you lock in clients for a long time. There's, um, you know, there's this um, um, feeling about brokers that you can't trust them. You can't, um, you know, you have to take everything they say with a grain of salt. They're trying to sell you on something. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make thinking about their bottom line. They're thinking about their bottom line. And um, y- there's something about going against that grain, which I know everyone here is 100% those people going against that um, because there are those brokers out there, but those are not the ones that hold on to relationships. They do right. their deal and they move on. They don't think about the big mm-hmm. picture with referrals and just having happy clients, people that are going to walk into their home and and think of you because they're so, I mean, it's not like they're going to walk into their home and think of you every single time, <laughs> but I mean, there's, there's a little piece of you there that mm-hmm. helped them get this property and um, just kind of, you know, I always just love the fact that I can say I'm not that person. I actually don't like to use the B word. The big, big picture is is a great way to put it. Uh, I think just recently, last few years, I've renegotiated a lot of leases for my clients, and they put their trust in me to advise them whether to sell or to be rent or to get rid of the tenant or try to raise their rent. And their person, their go to. Yeah, and uh, you know, for I'm bringing a few uh, properties to market now that I've renegotiated leases on the last few years, but it's time to sell now. And we actually renegotiated some leases down. Yeah, because of the market. Yeah, yeah. It's just I, being I, trusted and making sure that they see that you are thinking about their best interest, not your own. Always. And and you know, definitely, it sounds kind of crazy in this day and age where we're always just texting or emailing. But being available for a phone call, someone wants to talk to you. Sometimes there's no substitute for the nuanced dialogue mm-hmm. and being able, being Absolutely. just available to your clients. I think there's nothing better than when when a client realizes that because as Sean said, you know, it might hurt your bank account because we only earn money when we sell and close something mm-hmm. or rent and sign a lease or whatever. Uh, but eventually but I, you will. But you hold on to that person. But eventually you will. Okay. Probably and and probably make a lot more on them in the future. Agreed. That's my that's this my is, point. It's more important for them to feel like okay, you can say I just recently told two sellers, you need to make X on your apartments. This, we cannot list right now, right. and I'm going to be very honest with you. I'd rather not list right yeah. now. First of all, we've the been season, doing the same. 
going into holiday, you got to hold off and wait a bit because you're going to end up taking a lot less than you want, and that's not what you want. And they look at you and they say, and they understand how we get paid in this business, okay. and they're very appreciative of that. Yeah. And they, they will come back to you, and you will probably make a lot more. Refer their in the friends and family to you. Well, and that's yeah. the best part, if they can refer people to you. The other thing is meaning. This is the biggest one. They feel connected to you, so don't blow it. It's up to us, really, to not blow mm-hmm. that relationship by being selfish, where, where some people will do that, and it's not the right thing. I think uh, this is also a huge subject, I guess, when myself, when other people I know in the business mentor new new newbies um, or teach people yeah. because, you know, I say that other than just scratching the surface, also you want to provide clients something that they can't get themselves. You know, you want to get them a different factor. And so, like, you know, to Tracy's (laughs) point, just being able to take a call, I I always have clients who call me out of of nowhere or text me or whatever, and whether I get back to them really quickly or not, they're asking me, you know, this, this, and this, because they don't want to look it up. And it's like a very quick fire answer, Mm -hmm. and that's what they go. You know, that's what you're there for. That's credibility. You're to be their expert. Credibility, you're the expert, and they they rely on that. And if they can't rely on you for that, they're going to go find somebody else to do that. And believe me, they will. The best way to even secure a client is just to know what you're talking about so if you exactly. can, if you can talk shop and you can you know you can hold your own and you can be a resource to them that's that's the only way to even get the client in the first place Why, whether you're the they're professional. a friend or not yeah uh, exactly. know your that's subject a- when i was teaching classes i've always said the same thing know your subject know your product because they're going to look at you as the expert as matt just mm-hmm. said that's it that's, that's, that's perfect, why you should earn your commission. That's right? a perfect way of putting right. it, though, because when, um, you know, when I mentor people and they get bored in the first month, I'm like, don't do this then, this because your, you need to real. learn every single thing before you talk to someone. Because I always say, I came into this business when I was 23, and I looked like a child. And <laughs> I remember, I remember like two years people, ago. people would like, <laughs> people would double take me. They would, they would look at me and they'd be like, really? And then they'd hear you me, your mouth and it'd be would, very different. Yeah. So it's you all about what you say. Our favorite poster boy of millennials. <laughs> millennials of exactly. Sean's like, wait, wait, wait. wait. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie might be Gen Z. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. No way. <laughs> Here's the last one that, I, that I, I circled here on my script because I really think it's important. Control. What do we mean by that? Control yeah. your story mm-hmm. because the media these days is telling scary stories not success stories. So we, as their agents, the confidants, their experts, their knowledgeable sources, we need to control our stories to our clients because, again, they they read all these things as we do. We all get horrified. Yeah. 90% of it is not true. It's always Correct. overblown. It's the fluff in the media. You need to know how to filter it and then relay it. And have a consistent energy and tone. Yes. Like I always say yes. that because um, I have a pitch today uh, which I will, I will hopefully be their third broker, and oh, I, I actually, I actually pitched them two years ago, mm-hmm. and they didn't go with oh. me because I was too young. Um, and then, uh-huh. so she called me a few days ago, wanting to meet with me again, uh-huh. um, and. We had like a 30-minute phone call before even meeting today, which I don't love. And she said, you know, even though the words you're saying are really different than what you said two years ago, your tone is very similar. Like, I can tell that you are just, you know, you're consistently like this all the time. Amazing. Because it makes and people I feel comfortable. I can't imagine you being any different than you are That's right number now. one. Yeah. Really and, and I just want to say, too, that and not just with the media and the stories, but as you're going through a transaction, we as brokers set the tone. You know, I mean, things nothing goes smoothly. I, each other, too, ex- not just ex- our clients. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, things are going to go on, but there, it's, you can fix almost any problem. And so you don't want to be hysterical. You want to be in control, calm, soothing, and hopefully lead things down the right path. I just had, um, I'm sorry, Sean, go ahead. Uh, just, uh, yeah, like Tracy was saying, don't let the emotion 
emotions of the other broker or clients like control you. Just definitely, it's always going to be roller coasters. There's going to be ups and ups and downs. But you can if protect you just, your clients from some of the roller coasters. I feel I feel throughout most stuff for yep. people. Yeah, on both I, sides. I was trying to do a deal in my in my co-op, and I had this buyer, this nine 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 buyer, won't go uh-huh. won't go above it, and we had a deal, and the broker from a, a low key firm, nothing that I even mention here, but um, was on top of me every 30 seconds calling me, where is this and where is that? And I'm like, she needs a day. She's worked for the UN. She's extremely busy. She's got meetings. She's an attorney. She's, she'll get me the lawyer. You promised me you lied. I mean the whole, and I'm like, I don't even want to work with this person. And you know what? We shut it down. We shut it down. Uh, Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I'll disqualify a buyer based on their broker's behavior. Oh my I God! I mean, yes. the buyer, oh, right. buyer will get the deal because the listing agent would rather work with you as someone who is yeah. even oh, totally. I mean, we've, I've, doing. I'll show owners offers, and the more like organized one and salient one, like they'll be like, "Yeah, let's just do this and take a ten thousand oh, yeah, dollar head take." Like, yeah, we, we see how where this us, is going. We we also we also support those people. So if we totally. have multiple offers and say, you know, this number is a little bit higher, but I've worked with this broker and I know that the deal is going to get done. Right. So, I mean, just to have that kind of respect for each other and be, um, have a good reputation. Sometimes, sometimes you just have to explain to the other broker on the other side. It's not like an adversarial thing, especially once you're in contract, it's like a partnership. Yeah. You should get along, but We're some people just are. And you guys all say that consistently, if we can yeah. use that word again here in the studio, when talking to your, your, your colleagues out there and you, you know, we want to work with people who are like us, yeah. who are understanding, who are not emotional, who get it, and you know, who are consistent, and who can really help, you know, facilitate a deal going through. Because, as we all say, if and when I heard this yesterday by from someone, if you don't keep your eye on that ball every minute throughout that transaction, I promise you, something's going sideways. Something's going sideways. And yes. cli- absolutely, and clients really appreciate. That. I mean, more specifically, sellers really appreciate that, especially, especially in now. this market. Yeah. Like absolutely. I had a showing yesterday with shout out to Carlin Wright. If she listens, I don't know. I love, I love her. She used to be on the Deanna Corey team, and now she's on her own. I like, I reached out right after the showing to my seller, and I was like, I, you know, broker who I'm really friendly with. It went really well, you know, and it made him feel so. It just made him feel good that it was someone I knew. And you know, you're going to get good feedback from that person. Exactly, you can trust. And we'll end the segment with this. Think first, okay. Just always think first before you speak. Think first before you do. Think Vince before you. Think yeah, Vince. Think Vince. Think Jet. Think Jet Rock. Think before you do anything in a transaction because it will only come back to bite I'm going to go through all Vince's hashtags. We got to go. We gotta no, go. go. This, is, this is Good Morning New York on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please, but we will be go. right back. Please, don't go don't away. Go. Don't go. <laughs> Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join host Gary Ray as he shows what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. 
VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. We're back. We're going to talk design for this segment uh, before we go to the last segment, which is going to be just an open table conversation. So when pursuing New York City real estate listings, you'll see a lot of beautiful and high-priced apartments decorated with beautiful and high-priced furnishings. While you may not be able Mm -hmm. to afford that multi-million dollar condo or everything that's in it, it is possible to steal a bit of that high style with the purchase of one or two chic on-trend pieces for your own home. You can add a pleasantly appointed room in any apartment that would not bust your budget and see how elegant that room can become. We've all seen this as we've gone in and out of people's listings. Not everything is a zillion dollars. You don't have to live in a 1,600 square foot, $4.4 million penthouse, but yet I would love to. Uh, that shouldn't stop you from stealing a bit of the high-end decor that you can use in your own place, your new home or your existing home. So Mm -hmm. how do you design elegantly without spending a fortune? And I know clients ask me this all the time, especially if we're on the hunt. And right now I've got a buyer who we're looking at lofts all over the place downtown. And some of them, as you were talking about off air, air, uh, Anna, I mean, they're just stunning. You walk in and not only they just... The footprint is beautiful, but the way they're done and designed uh, is stuff. And so people say to me, well, you know, I can maybe afford to buy this law, but how on earth am I going to furnish this yeah. like that? I'll tell you, West Elm is a great spot. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a Pinterest guy. Yeah. A Pinterest mood boards are like the, <laughs> I did not you pay you for that. What? Yeah, I did not see that coming. I told you, Sean. It's a good thing I wasn't holding my coffee because I know I staged my own apartment. Pinterest Monique. My staging was written up in curbs. Not to say that we don't think you have style, but I just didn't think that you Oh my God, Sean's new hashtag. Hashtag mood board. Oh my God, that's no, really but, funny. But West Elm has some really good, uh, modern, they, they sleek, do. clean well-priced. styles, very well priced. I mean, Bo and I do a lot of our, or I should say the whole team, we do a lot of our own staging. We'll no. go to IKEA, we'll get some of the staples, we'll go to West Elm, we'll go to CB2. This is on Chris. CB2 is nice. I know that Kristen does a lot of your staging. She's amazing. Kristen does a lot. Yeah, she's, I mean, I've done so many levels. Shout out Kiki. I take notes. Your new name. No, but listen, but but that's right. Room and board is another one that, you know, I've used. Room and board is like dollar for dollar the best value. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some really nice things. And whether you're staging an apartment or you buy one and you're using some of that stuff to make it look elegant yeah. it, it can work and if you if you have the time then overstock.com is amazing overstock oh, I love even amazon yes. has some really decent like rugs and yeah. accessories yeah. And, and you don't have to have the time with that you, you don't have tomorrow. to have the time the and it gets day. delivered directly to I, the, to I the staged property a whole new smart. development building 10 years ago with overstock.com it's, it's and great. i have to tell you, i have one of the chairs Wayfair. in my apartment now yeah yeah amazing Amazing. I also think, um, not to hate on interior designers out there, but I always have clients who ask me to refer them an interior designer after closing, and they 
consistently say they're very expensive. They are. Um, I think that if you have the time, twenty grand for a two bedroom, it's insane. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I I think if you have the time, like you, it's not that difficult because you just don't be afraid to mix and match. Like you don't have to go to West Elm and get every single piece of furniture. Nothing has to all match. Yeah, Yeah. like it's okay to have some pieces from IKEA. IKEA has some sleepers, like the the custom design IKEA you can make on your laptop and just kind of design. IKEA has progressed very nicely. There's some really nice IKEA stuff out there. Yeah. Which I've never been to, but I heard Home Goods? It. Oh, no. <laughs> I like to call Home Goods. Go to, uh, I'm a big fan of Rainbow, too. Anna, you go to Home oh Goods, goodness, you will never story? leave. I know. That's what I've been told. That's never. why I'm afraid to go. I used to literally <laughs> sleep in Home Goods. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Love it. Anyway, so... But I don't know that all of this stuff is an Also, one other thing. <laughs> so, one other no. thing. <laughs> if you do want to go high-end, ABC Seller has incredible yes. discounts on some really, really interesting things. Yeah. And they're mm. and one last thing, sorry. Go go. Rugs USA, they do the new loon, they do the Safavia, they do everything at Rugs like USA. seventy to ninety percent off. I love Safavia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I I Safavia. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, um, sorry, Rugs USA. The, the air is what uh, client of mine. See, I learned um, something Safavia. today. Yeah, no, they, Rugs USA. Rugs USA uh-huh. dot com. They it's seventy to ninety percent off. I mean, I bought wow. a gorgeous Safavia. Um, vintage uh, Persian. I'm gonna look for, for like twelve by nine for under two hundred dollars. What? Wait, that's unheard of. Yes, rugsusa.com. Most important tip. Ten percent. Look it up because I'm looking yeah, for something. Oh wow, perfect. Yeah, I'm gonna go now. You see, you learn yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, on my script. All right, so New York City brokers <laughs> reveal what design trends buyers are seeking now, and I think we touched on this once before. Tile is making a comeback. Okay. Wooden floors are always going to be wooden floors, natural wooden floors, but but tile, porcelain tile in some cases. Now, I don't necessarily like the fact that you put porcelain where wooden floors would go, but in a kitchen maybe, in a bathroom. Oh, you're talking about in like a... In apartments. In the living room? Yes. Tile? Yes. Are we in South Uh, Florida? Where? No. No, 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 no. Where are you going? No. Who said that? (laughs) If it's making a comeback, it needs to go go away. A pool of brokers got together. Yes, I agree with you. What pool is this? Is this a shower pool? No, no, no. Hang on. Are we we talking? (laughs) There is a pool. Wait, you guys, there is a new flooring that it's tiled, but it looks like wood. Yes. So that actually, yeah. Some of it looks like it. That actually is nice, but it doesn't feel nice on your feet. It's cold. You're walking around. It's cold. It's cold. You know, and somebody says, well, you're going to put an area rug over it anyway. It's, yeah, a, but that's it's good for no, common spaces. Really. I used to have a bar and we used common to have that stuff. Spaces, yes. you can mop it. It's great. Oh, for a bar, sure. That's it. but for your home. Wide you plank right. floors, <laughs> wide plank floors sure. are also in and the development I just yeah. finished on the way I do it. Because that looks great. Wood floors, <laughs> right? That's also yeah. well, in, in the kitchen, too. Not engineered. I find that, oh really? I have wood I just floors read, in my kitchen. I regret it. Uh, yeah, exactly. I just read yeah. an article actually that people well, prefer engineered floors these days because they don't warp as much as yeah, real wood. My kitchen floors have warped. I've had to redo them three times. Yeah, yeah. You have that's real because wood my contractor it? was awful and, and installed my. <laughs> there's a major. There's a major. Over time, they do warp. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I I I like the look, but I when like you're a family and a lot of kids running around and stuff, it's kind of like oh, I don't know. I think it was curbed. Did some sort of. Um, vote or tally or whatever it was and the most popular floor used in Manhattan lately has been seven inch engineered white oak Oh yeah, that's yeah. The engineered wood yeah. nowadays is is exceptional. Really nice. yeah. exceptional. You see that all up, don't you? Really have nice. it at, at five one five. Yeah, we have it all of our time. Yeah, it's great. That is my favorite floor. And by the way, you keep that as a matte finish. You don't have to. No, no poly, never poly. Yeah, perfect. But but see, but the tile is back. They say, but also you know, real wooden floors. In some cases, there's a lot of, although I don't know, a lot of developments that I think of shying away from. It's oh, everything is always trendy with this uh, development stuff. 
engineered floors, so I don't see very often anymore. I'm seeing we're back to real hardwood floors, like you just said. To me, that's the best. Open floor plans are not going anywhere. I believe Why in that. Why should they? Yeah, I'm I also, love them. Perfect for entertaining. I'm also finding that people are not doing subway tile anymore. There's no, there's not a lot of backsplashes anymore. I'm noticing a lot of that's black marble yeah. and a like lot of lacquer. Sheets. Yeah, and yeah. lacquer. I'm liking yeah. so yeah. really popular. I'm really loving black the inlay in Brooklyn. Is unbelievable. Yeah. Oh I still God. can't get over that. I've been to River it. Park in Brooklyn. They're doing this silver inlay. I have green stripes. I love those kind of details. It's real minimal and very, very. That's what. Yeah, people are shying away from brass now and going with that like that. Subway tile was so nice. great, but I mean, subway tile's been around for 100 years, so we need to, to change it up a little bit. Right. Open floor plans, though. How many times have I sold in new developments where people come in and say, now, most new developments are open floor plan, right? And people say, well, but I really like my kitchen closed. Well, you're looking in the wrong building. I mean, really? I mean, there are plenty of times you can close your kitchen if you really up. want to, but why, why would you? You know, if you're, if you're in the new development pool and if you want to buy a new development, there's so many options that you should be able to find what you want. I mean, the best there kitchens, are like, I mean, well, 40 East End and 10 East End and the Bell Nord, the Bell Nord, the Bell Nord yeah, they all offer closed, closed kitchens, kitchens yeah. so yeah. they well, should that's, be fine. That, yeah. Well, I think it depends on um, the, well, it depends on the owner, of course, um, and how they entertain because if they have people in the kitchen preparing their food, they don't you don't want to see them. I have um I have a recurring listing well, at um, the thing. Yeah. Park North, um, where Carl Lagerfeld bought it Beautiful originally building. when it was when it was built. He closed off the kitchen because he you know well he actually never even moved in I think but um, <laughs> but my owner bought it from him and reopened it. So I mean it, I think it just depends on how you choose to entertain and if you know if you're our engineer is telling me over Skype here he like he prefers closed kitchens. Oh, like, really? Oh, good. All right, good. Look, we have- well, when I'm entertaining and Anna's cooking staff. for me, I like to close the kitchen. <laughs> oh, honey, you do not want me cooking for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you want to close the kitchen. The, and you want to kick me out. A lot of people say, especially a lot <laughs> of people who cook ethnic food, say, listen, you know, when I cook, it smells. It, yeah. The smells are all over the place. Yeah, but that's where you need venting, not necessarily open. I was right. It's still going to permeate the apartment anyway. I was actually my neighbor grills a steak next door last night. I come home from the theater and the, my, my whole hallway smells of Oh, but that's lovely. Flavor. What a delicious smell. If you're not But vegan. I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, right, and exactly. I don't want to start Ari. feeling hungry at you right. know, 11.30. And I'm like, you weren't feeling you? hungry after our big meal, Vince. Come on. I, I wasn't, but, but that aroma was like... I was actually actually in D.C. over the weekend and um, I looked at a new project that's going on in Georgetown that that is, you know, hyping on the efficiency housing. And um, they're actually doing a thing where it's by D.C. Mm. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag think D.C. (laughs) Um, The no. And they have this concept of an open and closed kitchen. Like it's one of those kitchens where you can actually open it. You can literally move it. Like you can move one of the walls. It's really interesting. Yeah, not like the Brady really cool. Bunch little shutter. No, but again, that that works for people who sometimes want to know. I would prefer all open. I, I like too. an open floor plan. Recess lighting is tired. I think we can all agree that recess lighting is kind of like you know. If anybody asks me when they come to do that, what about hi hats? <laughs> what about them? I I'm, I'm still okay with them. Yeah, I like them too. Yeah, track lighting. Really? Tough crowd. Because they, they fall away. Do you know the track uh, lighting's terrible for photos? It's terrible for anything, really. <laughs> but, I mean, I just, but you can do really cool, like square recess lights Absolutely. now. Yeah, Those are yeah, really yeah, yeah. cool with like um that, yes. different. Smaller, um, yeah. 
with, with different yeah, covers, different angles, and like you don't have yeah. to drop the uh, ceiling, you know, a foot yeah. now, like you're used to. I recently discovered uh, LED strips, and you can uh, oh, nice there's uh, there's home automation now where you can set it to uh, coincide with your circadian rhythm. Ooh. so you can actually mimic oh, the times of day, and you can yeah. give so that's the Davos. That's the yeah, you Davos. can like affect yeah. the kids' behavior yeah. in your house yes. and stuff if, uh, yeah. if you set it to um, the right settings. What is that again? Circadian that I can affect my kids' behavior. It's called like one button home automation. I'll put you on to it. Mr. 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 Designer here. I'm like totally impressed. All right, the last one. It says board. classic <laughs> <mood> board. Cla- <laughs> yeah. Classic details are not going anywhere anytime soon. I think we could or all agree. They? Even if you're in a modern building, they? I think the old classic details are going to stay where they are. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Segment four, our last segment for the day. We are opening the mic to the panel today, and Hasn't they're going to tell us what we're going to talk about. Oh, my God. This is Good Morning <laughs> New, <laughs> New York on the Voice America Variety Channel. We will be right back. Don't go away. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. It's not easy to make it big in New York City. It's even harder to sustain that success for decades. However, two teams have defied those odds due to their formulas for success. Both have all-star rosters performing at the top of their game. Each have an undying commitment to greatness, a willingness to evolve, superior training programs, and ownership that invests heavily in their product. It only seemed natural for the world's most valuable sports brand to partner with Halstead, a market leader in the New York metro area, and now proudly serving as the official luxury real estate firm of the New York Yankees. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. We are back with Tracy Hammersley from Douglas Elliman, Matthew Cohen from Core Real Estate, Sean McPeak, and Anna Shagaloff from Halstead Real Estate. 
And we are going to just not have a topic this last segment, but just kind of talk about whatever comes to our mind. We're testing a new segment this morning. <laughs> and let's see where it goes. Dangerous. You know, oh, wait, we, I do have a topic. Oh, my God. Hold on. Okay. I thought of Take a topic. It, Take it. <laughs> um, I keep having conversations with sellers and actually and a developer that I'm working with about you know, since the market is obviously hurting, as we all know, and it's very much a buyer's market, a lot of people in the industry, I find, are saying that, you know, the the trend of seasons in years past is, has ended yes. and that, yes. you know, it doesn't matter when you now. list anymore. Correct. So I don't agree with that. And I, 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 I'm, I'm not like a yes or a no on it. I'm kind of in the middle, but I'm suggesting oh. to people to not list before the new year right now. I'm saying you're almost into November. What's the point? Mm-hmm. But some totally people are agree. saying the opposite. No, 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 no. no I, you're I, agree. I agree with you 100%. In a downward-facing uh, market, I think that um, listing during holiday season when buyers are already so picky, I think it's just pointless. Well, uh, yeah. uh, you only need one buyer in this market. I mean, we've... We've we had do some still success. have time before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, December, I agree. December, you list if you're desperate, you have to close. But you I, have to know you're at least in contract before. But, I, but I agree with Sean. You're always going to have that one buyer to buy something. Thank God there's always a, a lid for every pot or whatever they say. It's However, but in these types of markets, though, it could take many months before you find that one buyer. And, and the longer you're on, as we all know, the right. pricing is going to get affected. The um, the confidence in the listing gets affected. I remember when I first started in the business, and it was shortly after Anna, it was kind of like you know you had your defined segments and mm-hmm. fine markets don't go on in the summer don't go on between thanksgiving and christmas push people to january right true. after labor that's day still somewhat true i yeah. think it's still somewhat true but i've also seen in my personal business through the last four or five years summer months have been very busy for me yeah. whereas yes, in the yes, past they yes. have yeah. never been this is right? an incredibly busy summer for me correct i guess so yeah, it's like dead. you know so, and and last year even more so so yeah. it's like all right so I think that it's a little loose about you know the 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 markets and when throughout the year should I I've said for, to people for years list when you're ready to list yeah and but holidays are different. holidays are different than summer yes, yes. yes. December summer, right. summers yeah, are just no, I agree they're with that. they're so like case by case but holidays are holidays but Matt to your to your original question thank you for kicking <laughs> this off Mr Open Mike I. Uh, I have been disappointed at the fall. You know, it's the shorter fall sales circle, cycle yeah. Um, yeah. after Labor Day or, you know, the end of September if you want to, you know, make allowances for all the very serious Jewish holidays. But this October, there is uh, more traffic now, but people are very slow to make offers. It's yes. not the same kind of kick that, that there usually is that you can count on in the How fall. How have open houses been? I have a question because I haven't had an open house now in about yeah. three weeks. How are open houses? And every six has right. zero visitors. Yeah, that's what yeah. I've heard. Yeah. So well, I've been just not it's doing crazy. them because it doesn't It's a really hard it, thing to relate to yourself. We've just, we've just kind of adopted a philosophy that you're going to have one offer and you better make it work. Yeah. And, you know, that's what we've done. All our, our everything's yeah. gotten a contract, yeah. you know. Well, you know, have one offer and you better make it work. I would 100% agree with you. However, (laughs) the seller says, well, but, you know, we're only been on the market for, and I think we're not playing hardball right now. I don't know about you guys, but we're not, we're not, we're not being tough with buyers. Well, that goes to, that goes, that speaks to your relationships with your, agreed with your sellers. So here's a question. I just had a, I just had a buyer back out last week on a three and a half million dollar apartment. He's like, I think I'm overpaying. And they think that, that maybe he's going to wait and we make had a deal. Down, right? We had a deal on something, and the day they were exactly. supposed to sign, they're like, you know what, we'll sign, yeah. but at $250,000 less than we had agreed on. Exactly. And the seller's like, take a hike, and we're like, uh, we should talk about this. Oh. And so that's what you, my buyer wanted to, to do. Out? He wanted to come back well, right at $300,000 less. I think we're going to try that's, to But that has nothing to do oh, with price. Happen. That has to do with trust. Like, if I'm the yeah. seller, I don't trust that buyer anymore. It's very poor form. That's very poor form. And we were all very... 
But if you, you want to do that, do that yeah, early. It's tough right. though, <laughs> you know, right. you, you don't, you, you really don't have that second or third buyer that like kind of validate yeah. the and original also, buyer. Been, now we've been on the market for a while yeah. because oh, we've been, we've and been that, working on that. That just yeah. speaks to what we're all involved in these days because the seller sits back our, and says, our price, "I'm our not price, taking two hundred fifty thousand." Wait, Tracy, so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Are price, are prices going to be higher in six months? No. Oh, well, that's no. Tracy's question, right? That that was that. one of my that questions. Was, yeah. Yeah, I actually have two, but yeah, no, that's Sorry. a good one, Sean. No, <laughs> no I don't think they're going to be. No, they're not going to be. I don't think they will either. I think higher? interest rates are meant to go. Are um, prices going to be so, higher? Is that the question? Are high, so then, will prices be higher in six months than they are today? That gets to the question, the too. Do you yeah. wait then no. to list what you were saying originally, no. Vince? You know, you can't you list now. List. You buy you in six months. Right. I, I, I think you listen. I think you listen January. I think January is the time to list. You know, I keep telling people... Let's talk about the next two years. You know, interest rates continue to go up. There's going to be more uncertainty throughout the world. And then you're going to, just like a ton of bricks, you're going to have elections. And no one's going to want to do anything during elections. Well, just like the last time. tax bills are going to go. 2020? Yeah. That's a lot oh, yeah, sooner yeah, yeah, than you yeah, yeah. think. I, I mean, well, it's already 2019 in January. Also, the last yeah, four years have been a complete waste. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> it, really, it really creeps up on you. Yeah, there are yes. elections next week. So this, well, was, this was my question. If you guys are, as listing agents, getting offers that, depending on the price point, are really, truly, quote unquote, lowball. I know we've talked about in the past that it seems like things are moving a little bit to where the buyers are, are willing to pay a little bit more. Sellers are definitely willing to take less. Will you at least give some kind of counter to keep the conversation going? Or do you quickly yeah. say, sorry, yeah, that's what I meant when I said, I'm not playing yeah. hardball. We got a really yeah. hardball offer the other day on a uh, listing we took over from another broker and uh, we thanked them for the offer. We acted like we were happy, but we got them up. We're, we're selling for more than the comps. So uh, oh, we're just great. dealing with yeah. it. Yeah, it was a yeah, slow you process. take it step by step. negotiation. And that's the other thing too. Comps today, forget it. I mean, you can't even get a good yeah. valid comp on anything, right. really. You have to look <laughs> at days on the market and um, from from date listed to contract signed and, and the decreases from there. So we then another topic that I've heard a lot of <laughs> brokers talking about. Um, yes. What are your opinions on Marathon Sunday? Do you do an open house? Not uptown. Downtown. Side? Absolutely. No, not uptown. Not uptown. How about, but how about anywhere? Side. Downtown you can. I'm thinking about down? my appointment only for the downtown Yeah, that's ones. what I'm thinking yeah. too. Lower than 23rd really Street, yes. But uh, anything higher than that, no. No, mm -hmm. no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I think, I think, well, yeah, no, I wouldn't do it. And, and I've never done it on Marathon. I've actually but. taken a buyer out on Marathon Sunday. And, oh, yeah, like, right. and, and you can't, you just can't <clears> cross First Avenue. Yeah, so, it's so or is difficult. It first or York, it's first, right? And and there were so right. many there were so last many properties to to East End, yeah. yeah last yeah. year my property on Second Avenue when I was selling the development last year I closed down for that um that day because it was like right there they came zooming yeah. right past the building I That's said what well, uh, why am I going to waste four hours here in an open house or nothing it doesn't work I well, mean if you offered if you offered mm -hmm. booze. They would have come. <laughs> Bring them in, right? Come on <laughs> off the street. We got free I don't know cookies. if it's who you want, but you, oh, well, you'd have you know, a busy open house. It, at least you can log in some visitors, right? right? <laughs> 350. <laughs> Tell your seller, hey, we had a, a look at all these visitors that came today. Could not have been the vodka. Of course not. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think you got to be strategic today. And no matter what you do, whether mm -hmm. it's an open house, whether it's <clears throat> uh, working with buyers, working with sellers, figuring out prices, looking at comps. I mean, I'm trying to comp, you know, a couple of things, you know, again, and it's like, where do you even begin? The comp is what the buyer's willing to pay, unfortunately, and yeah. what the seller. I'm starting to get worried about appraisals, though, with stuff that does go into contract. We accepted, ah. you know, it's funny on this uh, deal. Yeah. I just said I we accepted a, an appraisal yet. contingency. Mm. Ooh, but we have like a, our, our, oh, I hate those. Our attorney, our attorney put something in there that. where we can, um, if it doesn't pass appraisal, then we can. They have to go find funding elsewhere. So it's not. 
So it's not that, even that, a renegotiator. Well, that, that's the whole point of, a, of eliminating the contingency right. is the appraisal. Right. We couldn't we couldn't eliminate it. It's just the state of the market is just you know buyers have a little more power. I'm I, listen. I'm surprised that I don't hear a lot more people are offering that uh, in their negotiations because it is a very strong buyer's market. And if you don't get it, if you don't get it, and listen, I just said it a minute ago. I don't really trust the appraisals right now. I just I don't do either. No, that's I don't why either. I was not happy about I it. I do not. I went through a period ten years they don't ago know what they're doing. when every. Uh, every contract in the building I was selling, every contract came in a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars under asking price. Every it was a disaster, a hot mess, lawsuits all over the place. Unbelievable, unbelievable. I don't think we're there, but you know, you just never know. Uh, that's a significant one. Anyway, unfortunately, we are Aww. out of time. We will do the open mic again. Yeah. Way too tame. <laughs> that's it for today. That's the show. Thanks to my guests and panel. As always, shoot for the moon, everyone. Even if you miss, I love that. You'll land on the stars. I love, I love that. that. You Think can't Vince. grab the moon, but you'll land Think on the stars. And Confucius. <laughs> Choose a job that you like, and you'll never have to work a day in your life. Happy Halloween, everybody. Be kind to one another. For all of us at Voice America, all around the world, thanks for joining us, and I'll see you next week. Yeah. yeah, you will. Happy Halloween. Thanks for tuning in this week. Please join us for another edition of Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Here's hoping all of your transactions are successful ones. 